Well, good morning. Uh, good mor- uh, to those of you I haven't met yet, my name is Stephanie. I'm one of the pastors here. A special welcome to those of you joining us online. I'm um, so glad that you could join us as we are doing really the, the last sermon before, the last Sunday before Christmas Eve. Ah, amazing. We've been going through um, Mary's song, or otherwise known as the Magnificat, on Sundays. And then on Wednesdays during Advent, we've been talking through Revelations. Today, we're going to continue with Mary's song, uh, digging into those verses in the Magnificat and see what God has for us there. As in both places, whether we're talking about Revelation or whether we're anticipating the birth of our Savior Jesus, we say, come Lord Jesus. So that's the sermon series we're doing right now. If you would join me as we begin in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this day. Thank you for this message and the example that you have given us. Lord, may we hear from you today. May my words be yours. May all else fall away. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we're going through uh, the beginning, or like almost to Christmas, right? We're like almost to the finish line, Christmas Eve. I know uh, if you guys have been out and about at all doing last-minute Christmas errands, like maybe getting stuff for for meals or preparing for family to come or or getting last-minute gifts, anything like that, I've noticed that at this time of year, and plus all the programs and the cookie making, and the, like there are so many things that happen this time of year. It almost feels like we are just running, running, running all the time. It reminded me of this picture that I used to, when I used to work in fast food, I used to have this picture on the wall of a duck. And I was like, be like a duck, is what it said. Always smooth on the surface, paddling like the dickens underneath. (laughs) I feel like we're like that at this time of year. Like we are just paddling like heck underneath. But if anybody was to ask, how's it going? You're like, fine. Good. (laughs) Things are great. (laughs) It's Christmas. It's wonderful. So um, I was thinking about how we are like a duck this time of year, but we still are like scrambling underneath, and I wonder if during that time, while we're scrambling, if we have enough time, if we have enough calm, if we have enough peace underneath to be able to hear nudges from God. See, Mary was open, right? She heard from the the angel Gabriel, and she was able to receive what he had for her, which was a lot, right? We tend to, this time of year, lift other things up and maybe not hear what God has for us. So what are the things that we're lifting up this time of year? Things that we might be even putting above what God has for us. Like we said, the family, the meals, the getting the house ready, the preparing for the the next program, the getting the grandkids or the kids from here to there, the all of the things that we're doing that we're maybe putting ahead of God. Is family important? Yes, absolutely. Is community important? Absolutely. Is praising God important? Absolutely. But is it more important than listening to what God has for you? What things are we exalting or lifting up this time of year? See, we have two great examples in our readings today. 
of people who displayed humility. People who were lifted up because they were humble. We've got Mary and Jesus in our readings for today. So I want to think today, are we open? Are we open to being humble? Are we open to taking the posture that Mary took? Which I always think, um, I don't know, it doesn't say this actually. It doesn't say it in the story of Mary, like when Mary receives the news that she's going to bear the Son of God. It doesn't say this in there, but I always picture her in receiving this news. I always picture her on her knees. I always picture her in this just humble, lowly, thy will be done sort of posture. And I wonder if we take that posture. Because it is a theme throughout this entire reading, through all of Mary's song, through all of the story of God calling her, through all of the story of her being told that she's going to carry Jesus, humility is a theme. She even sings in verses 34 through 38, which aren't in our readings today, but have been, but are in her song. She even sings, for God has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. He's been mindful of the humble state of his servant. So this theme of humility, this theme of just being able to be open to receive what God has is a theme throughout her story here. It's not just her posture that's humble, right? It's her situation. We know that because she was young, she was young. She was like a teenager. She wasn't married. She was betrothed, so she was going to be married. But receiving the news that you were pregnant and not married, that was humbling. That could have been, that would have been like, she could have been ostracized from people, like looked down upon, more than looked down upon, just cast out for being pregnant at this age. And still, she said, let it be done as you have said. So she was humbled at that moment as well. And then go on to the birth of Jesus. That also a humble situation. There's no room at the inn. There isn't even a place that they have that's clean that they could go. Jesus enters the world into this humble situation of a manger, being born in a barn, basically. My parents used to say that as like an insult if I left the door open, you know? Were you born in a barn? You know, if we had been like a church family at the time, I'd have been like, "Uh, Jesus was born in a barn. Fine, good for him. (laughs) It was good enough for him. Anyway, side note. Um, So we've got this humble situation of Mary um, being called to do this amazing thing as a teenager and putting her in a position where she could have been totally cast out by people in general, but also by her betrothed husband. So we've got that humble situation. Then we've got the humble situation of Jesus' birth in a manger. And then 
we talk today even about the humble situation that Jesus goes to. So in birth, Jesus comes into a humble situation, and in death, he also goes to a humble situation. Humbled to death even on a cross, we hear in our scripture today. Something else we heard in our scripture today was mercy. It says right here in Luke, if we're reading in verses uh, 53, talks about the mercy that God has had on us, his people. He's filled the hungry with good things. He's sent the rich way away empty. He's helped his servant Israel remembering to be merciful. God remembers to be merciful on his people. He knows our sinfulness and our selfishness and our pride. He knows it and still chooses to be merciful. Jesus is how God is merciful. We're in, a, we're in a sinful situation that we could not fix on our own. Well, God was merciful and sent Jesus, not only to die on a cross for us, but to give us an example of what humility actually looks like, of what mercy looks like. We were stuck, and we couldn't do it for ourselves. But what does it look like then, if Jesus is our example, what does it look like then for us to be humble? How do we even, how do, we even do that? Let's, uh, let's further read in verse 52 here on Luke 1. It says, he has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. That's why we say the word exalted, lifted up the humble. And I know that we have a tendency to read that scripture and think, oh yeah, kings on their thrones, but we have all sort of built our own kingdoms, haven't we? I'm the ruler of my own kingdom. Like, I get to choose where I go and when I go there, and I get to choose what things I lift up and make important in my life. But what happens here is rulers are knocked off of their thrones. Being humbled looks like us being knocked off the throne of our kingdom and then giving it up to God in humility. Knocked off of our thrones. So we read, for example, we read in Philippians 2 in that text that in that humility we do have encouragement. We have encouragement because we're united with Christ. If any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then the apostle Paul says, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being in one spirit and being of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interest of the others." In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So this is not for vanity. This is this humility, this, this is encouragement for us. How Jesus is is encouragement for us. And not, not for vain conceit, but we are to value others above ourselves. Jesus wasn't thinking of himself when he went to the cross. He was thinking of you. He was thinking of you. 
when he went to the cross. He was like, if you look to Jesus as the example, he was not vain. He was not conceited. He was humble and he was thinking of you, humbled even to death on a cross so that we could be restored in a right relationship with God because of what he did. So we have this example. We have this example in Mary and in Jesus of how to be. If we're gonna look like Jesus, we need to start looking to him more as an example. And that is what Mary does. Every time that she is singing, she says, she points to God. She says, he, over and over and over again. He has performed mighty deeds. He has scattered those who are proud. He has brought down rulers from their thrones. He has filled the hungry. He has helped his servant, Israel, just as promised. He has been merciful. Mary points to Jesus. So how do we respond? How do we do that? We follow her example. We follow Jesus' example. We praise. We pray. We put one foot in front of the other in obedience, and then we point to Jesus. Wash and repeat. <laughs> we pray. We praise. We put one foot in, the other, in front of the other in, in obedience, and then we point to Jesus. Because instead of being like a duck and paddling so hard underneath and just go, 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 and trying to remain smooth on the surface, instead of being like a duck that way, we need to remember that when things are going well, we need to praise and we need to duck. And we point to the cross. When things are going poorly, we need to duck and point to the cross and ask for him to lift us up. We need to, in any situation, duck and point to the cross because that's what we do and that's how we remain open to what God has for us. And that's how we stay humble. We remember to duck and point to Jesus like Mary did. What a great example. The last thing that we read in Philippians, in verse 10, is that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue shall acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord to the glory of God the Father. If we are going to do that, the posture of humility is not bringing ourselves high, it's bringing ourselves low. It's learning to duck and point to the cross in everything we do. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for today and for this message. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity every day to hear from you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus. Lord, help us to point to him. Help us to praise. Help us to pray to you. Help us to put one foot in front of the other in obedience. And Lord, keep us looking to you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.